play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And I'm Chris. And this is SLC Punkcast. Punkcast. Yeah. And I am not mature enough to say this without giggling. This is episode 69. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> this is SLC Punkcast. We are a punk rock review and interview show, reviewing and critiquing all genres and subgenres of punk rock music. And you found us. Thank you. Thank you for finding us. Uh, you can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Player FM. Anywhere that you can find podcasts. And of course, you can find us on www.slcpunkcast.com. You can find us on social media. I'm at SLC Punk Chris. And on Twitter, I'm at Another Punk SLC. And you can find Dustin also running our Facebook and our Instagram pages at SLC Punkcast. Yes. Dustin, all sorts of new music has been and will be coming out. It's the month of October. The Stick Ups with Stick Up. That's an EP. Comes out October. Came out October 5th. Sue Escorte with the self-titled EP on October 6th. Charger with the self-titled EP on October 6th. The Lads, Counterculture on October 8th. Uh, Vega. Avaga? Avga. Avga. Ingenrock unten eld. the fuck did you find, bro? October <laughs> it's 8th. It's very good, actually. I've listened to it. I don't understand it, but I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, waste of Ammo. Do you care? It's a remix version October 8th. Dirty Work in the West in October 10th. Burger Weekends with Dead Romance October 10th. Uh, D. Dave's. Dave's. Gordon Ramsay. It's a single October 11th. Real Big Fish uh, just came out uh, last week on Friday, I think. It's a uh, first uh, release from the album, but right. it's a single. You Can't Have All of Me. That's a single October 12th. The big album comes out in December. The Rum Jacks with Saints Preserve Us on October 12th. The Blanks with It's a Breakdown. That's a single October 12th. Bass Amp and Dano. Yeah. yeah. Extended full flavor edition, October 12th. Gutter Life, the October surprise single, October 12th. The Raging Nathans, it's split with parasites. Hell yeah, we just had the Raging Nathans on the show. Yeah, man. I just like how I said that. It sounded like I was making a reference to... Anyways. October 13th, End of Nothing with Oblivious. And also on October 13th, East End Chaos with Robin Hood. That's an EP... Uh, on October 15th, The Eradicator of the Courts Close on Christmas. Butane Regulators, songs about happy stuff, October 18th. 22's, Nice Knowing You, October 19th, Suicide Generation with the Last Suicide, also is on October 19th. Old Fashioned Ideas Still Worth Fighting For is the name of the album. Uh, October 20th, The Casualties with Written in Blood on the 26th. And The ba- Blanks with Farfly. Yes, another also, single. October 26th, Dustin. We probably missed something. If you know something out there that we don't know, let us know. Send us the information. We love finding out about new bands. I just got a whole bunch of stuff sent to me. Dustin, S-O-I-A. Yes, sick of it all. Speaking of new stuff, this album is coming out November 2nd, and it's called Waking the Dragon. They're coming out with a new one. Wake the Sleeping Dragon. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the fuck I just This said. is, you said Waking the Dragon. There you go. <laughs> it's the same. Uh, of course, the dragon's one of the, they're sick of it all, they have that dragon. It's like their logo, right? This is track one, Inner Vision. Let's take a listen to it and come back. We'll talk a little bit about it. Dustin, you think sick of it all thing? Yes. Yeah, Chris, big Sick of It All fan here. Looking forward to the new album. 
I saw them with Murphy's Law here in Salt Lake back yeah, in June. Yeah, you did. A week after punk rock bowling. I like that that bridge that we heard there just before you started talking where the speed of the song changed. I like that change in tempo. They slow it down then fucking hit you in the face. Coming back to the crescendo. Very cool song, Intervision. Check out the album. If you're in around Salt Lake City, when? Uh, no, they were here in June. But so, they're coming back, right? they got to be. Oh, they'll uh, come back. I don't yeah. know when, though. Uh, if you get a chance to see them, go see them. Check out the new album. Dustin, what do you have? You've got old-fashioned ideas. Still yeah, we were just talking for. about that. This is an album coming out. Uh, they actually reached out. and I'm, I'm trying to line up getting these guys on the show. Uh, this album comes out, still worth fighting for, on October 20th. Right. And this is track three. And this is at the end of the day. I, I like the uh, I like how they're the the name of the band and the name of the album is one word, right? Old fashioned ideas still worth fighting it's for. One one statement, one theme. That's pretty I fucking like cool. I wonder what's next. Old fashioned ideas and new something, right? You know what I mean? Could they be. Could, they could constantly come up with something new. Fucking how cool would that be? Dustin, is that Lawrence? Uh, got horns yes we got i made horns. sure i played one with horns street punk sax i think it's a saxophone right a lot of that lately you've been playing sir i have where are these guys from us sweden Sounds a little trumpety to me. Oh, that's, that's sax. sax. They have another track we're going to play. I'm working on lining up an interview. We're going to play that one on that episode. And you can really hear the sax in that one. Is that where we are right now as far as music goes? We're, we're, we're throwing a saxophone in with the, uh, the street punk? Hell yeah. That's been happening a lot lately, right? It has. You get bands like Stomper 98. Is that a European thing? I think all the bands we play, besides Murphy's Law. Right. It's fun. Add something to it, yeah. Everybody's singing along right there. At the end of the day. You know, during hockey season, I like anything from Sweden. Because Henrik Lundqvist is the world's most beautiful man. These guys are from Malmo and Foxjo. I'm sure it's pronounced differently. No, man, but that's good, bro. That's it. In Sweden. Chris, this is going to be out on Contra Records. Right on. Yeah, they put out a lot of stuff we like there in Germany. Contra, yeah, they do a ton. Uh, the band actually sent this to us. I've already Fuck listened yeah. to this whole album. Fuck yeah. Comes out this Friday on the 20th. So good. It's, it's on my list, Chris. It's on my list. Is it on your list? It's on my Dustin's list. Dustin's got a big list of hide this shit from Chris. It's his fucking favorite no. music this year. Chris never brings uh, anything over so I can give it to him. I'm going to tell you right now. Fucking, I got a flash drive sitting at work. A lot of good that's doing right here. All right, Chris. Coming up, we're going to do an interview with a cool band from Washington, D.C., which yeah. is right there where Virginia is. And I think these guys, uh, they're kind of in Virginia, they're, too. They're, 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 well, they, they, Northern Virginia, like, like. Parts of D.C., parts of the capital are in Virginia. It's part of the Connecticut Compromise. Look up a history book. Yes, man, American television. Fuck, enjoy talking. This, really enjoy they, re- talking. Uh, they released a single, and the single was Death to Fire. We played Death to Fire back on What's New July Part 2. We're going to talk about to, that in the interview. Did you, have to interview did you have to edit the interview a whole lot? No. Did we fuck it up? No. It was pretty good, huh? That's pretty good. I thought that was pretty uh, fluid. It's coming up. We had a great time. This is the backside of it, the creek. So take a Love the name of the, the band, too. Pay attention to that story. Fucking a very, very cool name for a band, considering today's climate. 
<laughs> All right, that's the creek. Uh, we're gonna play another track from these guys. American Television. They released uh, a single about under a year ago, actually, but yeah. it's about a year ago. It was released November eighteenth, twenty seventeen. The single's called Jane. Check this out. We're going to listen to this one, and we're going to go right into the interview with the guys, and then we'll come back and play one more off of a, an older album they released. Hell yeah. Good, good job, Chris. I'm so good at this part. Yeah, man. What does this band remind you of? Before we get in there, what are they? their sound? Are there any bands that remind you of? I think they're similar to the band we're going to play later in the episode that's from Virginia as well. And that's smoke or fire. I think there's similarities there, but I hear against me, like you know, uh, early on against me, like first couple albums, and I, I hear similarities. Okay. And wait till we hear the next track. All right, let's check out Jane, and then we'll go into the interview. So, see you on the other side. Joining us on the podcast from American Television, Steve, Edwin, Brian. Guys, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Oh, no problem, man. We're excited to be here. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. I am so excited to talk to you guys. We got a chance to play Death, Death to Fire, Fire. On, on the podcast. What, a couple weeks ago? One long ago. About a little over a month. August 28th right. episode. That's uh, still a couple weeks. Yeah, me, episode 62.5. I'm losing my fucking mind. Uh, and guys, <laughs> speaking of Death to Fire, tell us about the coffee. Yeah, man. We had partnered with a local uh roaster here in virginia called uh weird brothers coffee our friend there like we basically worked with them to develop the roast and and tasted a few and and kind of settled on one that we all really enjoyed and we decided to put that out with a download code for for death fire and the b-side which is called the creek and so that's been going really well uh I think we've sold almost 200 bags of coffee, which is incredible <laughs> to imagine. Right. Uh, and so, like, it's been really swell just to like see the reception from our from our friends and fans that that, in, that are enjoying it, and everyone drinks coffee, so it seems to be a, a hit. <laughs> it's, yeah, and he's actually even um, outside of us selling it through the band. He's roasted some and kept it in stock at his uh, at his shop as well, and people that don't know who we are or probably don't even listen to punk music are just you know trying something new a new blend a new flavor uh with a cool shiny label on it and uh you know getting to know both the coffee shop and uh and us as a band very cool has to be one of the most original marketing ideas i've ever heard for sure i mean it's just it's brilliant like you said being able to get your music out there in a very unique way in a positive way uh that that's fantastic 
Uh, tell us a little bit about American television. How did you guys come together? Uh, had you been playing together before 2013, or was it just... 2013, is that how long it's <laughs> <laughs> According to Facebook, you guys were born in 2013, so I'm assuming that's the yeah, birth date of the band. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you're right. We've been together five years, different formations over the years, but but this uh, this lineup with Brian and Edwin has been... Edwin, what is it, about three you've been in? About three years. About three years. Um, and Jared joined recently uh, on this release because our previous guitarist moved to Italy um, hmm. uh, with his wife. So, so uh, you know, we were like, we got sort of the blessing from Matt, our past guitarist, to continue going. Um, and at, our, at one of our shows uh, where we released this single called Jane on FlexiDisc, um, this guy Jared came out. He kind of said he played guitar and jokingly said he'd try out for the band and we took it seriously and had him come down and it was uh it was awesome so he's been he's been rocking perfect fit since then yeah so kind of an accidental signing huh yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah signing yeah we're real professional (laughs) (laughs) you guys have put out a, a three different singles and a couple of eps and, and we're seeing this more and more with some bands where they're just releasing, you know, onesies and twosies here and there. Uh, is that something that's intentional, or is that where you guys see kind of how the music scene is going, or is this leading up to eventually you're going to be releasing a full length? As a band, we're all like we all work nine to fives, and we've got families and stuff. So it started as sort of like I don't think any of us has ever, have ever released a full length. I might be. But yeah, we've only in our in our musical careers we've only ever done EPs probably because we're I don't know not awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we've always done shorter releases into like into before this band, and and then things got more complicated as we you know held down jobs and families, and so we we've always done these sort of smaller releases. But you know there seems to be a little bit of um, momentum behind what we're doing. At least we feel it internally, and. uh, we're talking about doing something a little larger in the next year. Yeah, but definitely the, the kind of wave of putting out music these days is getting a song on a Spotify playlist is kind of the way to go and, and what you aspire to almost. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you have 10 songs or two songs, as long as you get that one on people's ears, that's, that's kind of the best you can do these days sometimes. Yeah, especially as a small band. Just released Death to Fire. That was released July 27th. Uh, how did that go then? Did you end up on any playlists? Is that uh, What kind of success have you had with that? Funny enough, the, the title track of the, the release is not – we did get picked up by a Spotify playlist. Uh, I think it was sort of uh, just like perfect storm coming together. I, I had just started using – the Spotify artist tool, and they like one day I logged in and, and it said, oh, like submit your song to uh, playlist curators, and you know I didn't think we'd have a chance, you know, a snowball's chance in hell to, to actually get on there, but I, it was an opportunity to do it. It said, um, you send us the track within seven days of the release coming out, then you'll be considered for playlist, and it was literally like the eleventh hour. Like I was like, oh mm. shit. So I just like I wrote like a little blurb about. The other song, The Creek, which is what I, like, we kind of on text message decided that that would be a little bit more of a summary track to submit, and so it did get picked up. So I think, like, the funny thing is, is, like, we have this coffee and this release, and it's, like, the title track of the release and everything, and, like, we the B-side is what got picked up for the playlist. <laughs> but it's been, it's been pretty cool, though. I mean... I can't lie, I'm a little hooked on, like, checking that to see that we're still on that playlist now after, I guess, like, a couple months. Right. Uh, it's been pretty cool to see that we're, we're remaining on there. I guess the Spotify gods uh, are still... You're upon a few others, though, right? Yeah, a few a few others. But we got on, like, two two significant Spotify playlists that they curate. I think uh, independent curators uh, have put us on there, too, which has been really cool and... I've had friends say that these are the best tracks we've released, you know, since since 2013. So that's pretty pretty exciting to hear that too. Yeah, and it's actually ended up on a couple um, smaller uh, international playlists, which uh-huh. you know who would have ever thought? Yeah, you know, these two songs from some band from Northern Virginia 
would be heard in Poland. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to go to Germany according to the stats. <laughs> well, everybody says that bands in America, the reason that they all, uh, that many of them do go to Germany, is they are treated so well. They're just treated like rock stars. So you guys gotta go. <laughs> if they have vegan sausage, uh, Brian's in it. <laughs> nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, just unvegan for a little while. Nobody will know. <laughs> so tell us how the name came about american television oh man this is a hard question because i think like i i i has been quiet so we're gonna have to give him the next one but i guess like the when we first started talking about what's the name of the band you know you just start throwing stuff at a wall and see what's stick when I, I i think like we were focused on how television there was a sort of this dichotomy of like reality TV going on, which was sort of like elevating people to stardom that were just horrible humans. And then there was also Agreed. Like, yeah. the, <laughs> as, like the pinnacle of good story writing, like Breaking Bad and other amazing TV shows that right. are on television. So like sort of this push and pull of like horrible and good TV at once. And I don't know, I always thought the word American in, in the band name sounded cool because uh, I <laughs> love American Steel and like other bands like that so like yeah it was just uh, it, it, after throwing a few things back and forth this is one that stuck sort of I think it spoke to people in different ways whether it was you were hating what was going on with sort of pop culture or really enjoying it well, I mean we've grown into a society that's so just drowned by this reality television that you can't even tell what's real and what's fake anymore. And, and <laughs> yeah, what part of reality TV, how much of it is staged? Oh, yeah. Most of it. Right. If not all of it. Yeah, but they pass it off. But it's passed off as, as this spontaneousness. Right. And it's, and it's yeah. grown to the point where we elected a president based off of it. Don't get us started on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are right there in his backyard. Or his new backyard. Yeah. Yeah, his golf course is probably five minutes from where we're sitting right now, the one that he goes to all the time. Cool. Let's take a shit on it. <laughs> a lot of good urinating opportunities right there. We're looking through uh, some of the tours that you guys have done. It, you know, of course, you guys on the East Coast, man, you could go six different states and drive as far as we would to go, you know, and stale be in Utah. <laughs> it's so freaking spread out here. I see you guys are playing November 17th in Baltimore. Uh, what else is in the works as far as touring, uh, whether it be in the near future or in the distant future? Lots of right now. We have a couple of dates booked in the last week of November for a little three dates within Virginia of uh, Richmond, Winchester, and Norfolk. But yeah, doing the whole nine to five thing, we don't have a whole lot of opportunity to tour as long as we want, but we definitely try to make it out when we can. Yeah, and I think like, I know Jared, who's not here, but uh, he said to me, like, dude, we got to go to New York next year. So I was like, all right, we're probably, we've done a lot of going south or like Philly and, and south of Philly. So, like, we'll probably go up north like next year a little bit more. And I, I one of the cities that I've been hoping to hit is Pittsburgh, which like seems pretty reasonable to get out to. Like, we do a lot of weekend warrior type stuff. And then I think as Brian and I reaching our late, later years <laughs> as a, I'm older. Brian's about 75. <laughs> like I'm, I'm in my late 30s. He's in his early 40s. We're like, hey, maybe we could like fly to Chicago or fly to California and just do a couple shows, right? And you know, come home. So we're we're definitely talking about doing a little bit more adventurous uh, touring in the next couple of years. Yeah, but like you said, with going to New York City or Pittsburgh. We could just do that on a Saturday because of the proximity of everything here yeah. on the East Coast. Right. What are some experiences that you guys have had that maybe have been unique experiences that you normally wouldn't get an opportunity to have because you're a band, whether it be opening up for somebody that always stood out to you as a favorite band or maybe just being at the same venue as, a, as another band that, that really stuck out to you? What's some an experience that you've had on the road like that? Uh, I mean, the most obvious one is, is the coffee itself that we've already talked about. Obviously, no one's going to make a Brian or Steve or Edwin coffee. Um, <laughs> maybe they would. I don't know, but it, it seems unlikely. But when you you attach a band to it and, like, music and, and a little bit of symbiotic relationship where we're selling it and getting the, 
the roaster's name out and vice versa. You know, being in a band really opened that door for us for sure. I think we also like we've had some amazing opportunities. You know, being in being an active band for five years in the DC area, it's a smaller city, so bands that are coming through, like if they're not bringing support. There's really, you know, if, if they're a punk rock band, uh, you know, like the opportunity to play those shows is a little bit greater here than, let's say, New York City or, or something. So we've had an opportunity to open for Piebald. We opened for The Living End. We played with Iron Sheik a couple times, and those guys have become uh, good friends of ours as well as Restoration. So, you know, we have a good relationship that when we see all those guys, you know, we can say, like, how you been since the last time we saw you? So, um, yeah, lots of cool opportunities to play with bands and just see a lot of amazing local musicians in the cities that we have played in. And that's maybe I'll like plug something that I'm working on right now, but like a lot of those bands that we've played with over the last few years, um, I reached out to many of them and I'm putting together a comp that, that features uh, a handful of them. So Very cool. CD comp. 1990 style. <laughs> <Coming> <laughs> <your way. laughs> yeah. Guys of our age will understand. <laughs> Buddy of mine at work was saying like... she took her son to the skate park in yeah. in L.A., like the, the big one, like on Venice Beach or whatever. She's like, all the guys skateboarding were like in their 40s. And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> when, when are you expecting that compilation to uh, come out? Uh, it'll come out it's gonna come out in a special way uh, at fest so i'm bringing it to fest with me which is we're not playing fest i'm gonna do a little bit of like a let's just call it a secret santa or something there's a, okay. it's gonna it's gonna arrive in, in people's hotels in some way <laughs> all right so for people like us who are not going to be able to get to fest and that's fest this year correct yeah this year yeah okay are we going to be able to get to it as well yeah there'll be like a band camp and, and some Spotify uh, access to it. So cool. some of the songs are still not listed on, but like I've got a couple of bands that are releasing things ahead of it. So once those are on Spotify, I'll build the playlist and then it'll become available and, you know, we'll see uh, how people receive it. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And there's uh, some copies set aside for each one of the bands. Yeah. So they'll have them. I shipped know, those out today. Yeah, at shows. <laughs> and, and, you know, if they decide to put them on sale, through you know, whatever band camp or their sites or whatever, you can get them that way as well. Or seeing bands in person, which is always a good way to from bands. Yeah. Right. You guys just released last year Jane, so that's a one track single, and then the Death That Fire two track single this July. What do you guys have coming up? Well, it's band practice tonight, so we're writing. <laughs> we've got a uh, how many songs do we have in the? We've got like five or six that are that we've played out live. You know that are done that we've kind of been talking about. The, the the next step, you know, whether it is we save up for a full length like we talked about earlier, or do another smaller thing, whatever, um, whatever makes the most sense. But either way, it's not going to be till till after the new year. Oh, okay, I have a, a, one last question I want to ask. I like to ask everybody, uh, what are some punk bands that you're into? So maybe listening to or maybe influencing the music that you guys put together. Uh, how about everybody take a turn? Long list. <laughs> you go first, then. As for myself personally, Descendants, Blink 182, Bad Religion, and Rise Against, off the top of my head. All major influences. Major influences. Yeah. Immature, but that's not punk. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that transition area yeah. of punk, yeah. right? We, it's in there, I guess. Way to mention <laughs> the cure, we like it. Anyway, who's next? Steve, let's see. As of late, I've been really like. Thinking into uh, After the Party from the Menzingers. I love that record, so it's on a lot in my car. Yeah. And, you know, what else? Uh, let's see. Man, I'm, I, I'm constantly just, like, sifting through local artists and stuff. So my friends up in New York, like, they're out on Wiretap Records now digitally. Uh, they're called Night Surf. And if you like Alkaline Trio, uh, they're definitely up your alley. And uh, I've gotten my list of things to listen to, the New Smoking Popes record, which is came out like i guess like last week so i've got to uh got to get on that too this is brian i guess for kind of recent stuff iron chic has been one of the best new bands that's come out in the last couple of years that we all listen to and kind of aspire to some of the stuff they're doing i think the new propaganda stuff blows anything else out of the water uh, just the musicianship and the subject matter combined with humor and just uh, i think 
they're just fantastic and have been uh, for a very long time. In terms of other stuff that kind of influences what I bring to the table on, on uh, drums here, I mean, Avail has always been my favorite band. Just the way that they've been able to uh, blend melody and aggression is something that I've always aspired to in every band that I've played in. And, of course, coming from D.C., um, a band like Fugazi and just the way that they handle their business and, and I don't know, have always been an inspiration to me since I've heard them as a wee high school student. Well, I mean, D.C. was a hotbed of punk rock throughout the 70s and 80s. Uh, you know, what, what is, a, is there any influence from that that rings through to you guys? Do you feel like a pressure like that you have to uphold this DC punk rock scene or is that maybe kind of more of an older thing? Um, I don't feel any pressure. I mean, DC for has always had a really strong uh, hardcore scene um, and really still does to this day. Right. Um, more rooted in the DIY church basements and, and, and those types of venues. Mm-hmm. Um, still going real strong. And then, you know, after Revolution Summer and all that, some of the Discord stuff kind of turned into uh, a little more indie art rock minded uh, music, and that's still going strong. Bands like Priests and Flasher and stuff like that are, are really carrying that torch. In terms of like pop punk and melodic punk, we got Marginal Man and Dag Nasty, and that, that's that's maybe about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a little validation. Like Peter Fortner from Dag Nasty said that our band swings, man. Hell yeah. So that was like, <laughs> we ran into him at a show and he was like super supportive of us. So that was cool. Yeah. So so no real pressure, um, but definitely uh, inspiration. Uh, Virginia, I, wa- I forgot to mention because Chris kind of jumped right in, but uh, <laughs> some of the bands that were playing uh, on this episode, Virginia, I was trying to kind of get a collection there. I mentioned to you guys and I reached out to you and Avail is one of those bands that were also playing on this episode. Great band. Listen to them for a lot of years. Brian said it, but I, I, I definitely follow Stu. They're an amazing band. and any, I'm, with, I'm with them 100% on that merging ag- aggression with melody. I mean, I'm not a Virginia band, but Gray Area from New York. I grew up in New York, so I have a lot of New York references through my music. Uh-huh. But like Gray Area and Civ or even Gorilla Biscuits, just like bands that were sort of toying with that, like, H2O, you know, like right. they, they were, they got lumped into hardcore, but there was so much melody going on in, in that, and that like sort of helped shape my musical writing style. Uh, guys, uh, where can people find you guys? Uh, uh, run down your list of social media type stuff and places that uh, folks like us way out west here can uh, find your music. We're on Instagram. I think we are on Facebook. I don't know. Just search American Television. And we're on Bandcamp, amtvband.bandcamp.com. AMTV. Oh, AMTV. AMTV.bandcamp.com. And then uh, Spotify. We're trying to get people to follow our Spotify page. Um, okay. There's a lot of cool benefits that come with that. So search american television on spotify we will come up and follow it definitely and i think it cut out for just a brief second when you said uh, instagram so instagram and twitter you guys are at amtv band that's correct 3300 monthly listeners on spotify know what the hell they're doing american television steve edwin brian thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast thank you for having us i just added i'm following you now on spotify 33 40 (laughs) Two. <laughs> and uh, on behalf of Jared, he says thank you as well. I'm sure he's going to walk through the door in a minute. <laughs> well, tell Jared we missed him, and until next time. Excellent. Have a good day, guys. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. Looking at, looking forward to more. Uh, it's good to meet you guys. All right. Likewise. All right. Thank you. Thank All you. right. All Likewise. the best.
All right, Chris. Yeah. American Television. Thanks for joining That us. one is Better Living Through Chemistry off of the album Reaction. That's track number one. That was released April 22nd, 2016. Thanks to the guys for joining us. Uh, it was a great interview. We like American Television. A lot of fun. Chris, uh, let's do uh, – see, those were a little bit older. We kind of transitioned from the – uh, new Troy picks to the older picks, and this yeah. is an older one, Chris. Uh, what did you pick? Yeah, I've been covering up uh, all this uh, old oi stuff, and um, it's fucking business, dude. It's a good choice. Business, Suburban Rebels, Mick on vocals. That's, See, they're uh, going to be performing a pumpkin disorderly. What are they doing? April 2019th, all the original band members. And they're going to have, uh, I think, Albar, uh, Roy from The Last Resort, and the singer from The Cockney Rejects are slated nice. to do vocals. Oh, it's fucking cool. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome? What a great tribute, huh? Punkin Disorderly 2019. I think that's in April, so mm. get to that show. You can go see all the original business members. Minus. Minus Vic. Yeah. So. But then yeah. a bunch of guest vocalists doing the, the vocals. I've mentioned, I've told the story hundreds of times. I love telling the story. Getting the chance to meet Mick after the show. Saw him in Germany. He had a little dog with him. Dog wrapping, wrapped around my leg while he... Or wrapped around uh, my buddy Babs' legs while he fucking face talks me. So what do you think of the new album? Such a fucking awesome guy. Just out of nowhere. Finds out that we're Yanks and wants to fucking just chat us up all night. And uh, just a a genuinely good person. Uh, And uh, what a a privilege. I got a chance to see them. Fuck, it was... Had to be 20 years ago now. Um, But, uh... That was Suburban Rebels. Um, I tried to. I wanted to find like one of their more popular songs, and and I I was like, I think this is like the hitter. I okay. Well, I think they have a bunch. I think this it's, is it's, on the it's, list. It's tough to choose from. Like sure. last week, I was doing it with Cox Bar, right? Where right. I'm like, this is the one, right? Mm, fucking hard to do. Right. There's a whole bunch for yeah. them as well. And so, and so just wanted to go with that one. Maybe kind of as a, I mean, it's one of my favorite. Uh, there's yeah. Right. I can shut up now because, Hey, what's your favorite fucking business song? Well, I'd already done drinking and driving. Right. It's probably that. Right. <laughs> well, it's a classic too. Cause you're doing kind of like an origin of punk. Right. Or not oh, punk, boy. but oil. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, that the album was released May 1st, 1983. Right. So kind of, I think it's a good choice. It's, it's, it's in that, it's in that time, right? It's in and the it's right a title slot. track. Is the it? album is called oh, Suburban it Rebels. It is. That's right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's not track one though. So fuck you. There you go. Um, yeah. So if it was track one, it would have been the trifecta. I, um, the single, the track one and the self-titled. I wonder if we could try. I mean, I'm sure we would fail, but to to put together that list of you know that definitive list of oi, right? It's it's fucking hard to do. We could try, but when it comes down to it, who the fuck are we? Right. I mean, right? You know, it's going to be what we put together, but it's not really. And then, and then there's the, going to be here's air quotes the definitive yes. oil list. It's just going to be the oil list put together by the by, SLC punk ass guys, us, right? Yeah. Our our definitive oil list, I guess we could fucking sure. do. Um, but yeah, man, love the business, and um, yeah, what do you got? I got a band who hasn't played in a while, as you yeah, you, they, you figured they, out. We they have never they never broke up. They their last album was oh what oh oh two I oh, think two and they haven't toured since oh seven yes so fuck's sake how long ago was that oh seven I don't think I didn't even graduate college yet eleven Jesus. years ago yeah well this album was four a.m. Friday it's released May tenth ninety six they're from Richmond Virginia because all the bands I'm playing on this episode are from Virginia Great city good friend of mine A ton of Richmond bands. Good friend of mine from Richmond, Virginia. He's buried there. He was, uh, you know, a war hero. Uh, 
Uh, Clarence Adams the third. He's he's from Richmond. Uh, love that city and love the people from there. Well, I wanted to, you know, as our venture around the world is at least of how I'm making my picks. <laughs> right. Uh, here's the stop in Richmond, Virginia, and it includes this band, Avail. This track is called Simple Song. Unofficially. Oh, uh, man. Love that 90s stuff. Hey, way to bring it back. 96, huh? Right? I yeah. Like it's high school for us. Fucking freshly, freshly turned 16-year-old man I was. Oh, Chris? Zit motherfucking city. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was something we were listening to in high school as well. What do you got? It's your great cover-to-cover album. What is it? Tell us why, Chris. Well, it's The Clash. Yeah. And uh, it's it's probably one of the most like famous iconic punk rock album covers, right? Right. Um, with uh, we got White Riot right here. Fucking cool track, man. This album came out April eighth, nineteen seventy seven. That was before yeah. you and I were even a thought. <laughs> I bet my old man was thinking about me. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it. three years down the no, road, I'm sure. Wasn't. He didn't fucking mean to have me. All right. Um, yeah, let's play White Riot. Dustin the Clash, Joe Strummer. Yeah. Rick Jones. Yes. I fucking, like, drew a blank there for a half a second, and we went, fucking got off air really quick. I'm like, hey! And you're like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing over here? Yeah, what are you doing, Chris? So anyways, yeah, the, the it's an iconic cover, right, of the, the album. It says London's Burning on it. It's like, the, is it the single cover then? I think it's a single cover that you're thinking because, of. Because, yeah, it's got... The, the Clash with like London Calling, Yes. Breaking the guitar, right? That's not the actual The Clash, because this album is The Clash, their right. their debut album. So it was just the London Calling single that is that kind of iconic cover, right, that you see. Yeah, yeah. It says London on one side, Calling on the other, right? And you see it, like, on T-shirts and shit, and it's, yeah. Anyway, so I was doing the, what, the 40 top... Uh, Paul Simonin, he's another guy that was in the band the entire time. Oh, gotta really? Got to mention, yeah, Paul oh, Simonin. My bad. Yeah. Time, no, Rolling Stone Magazine's top 40 punk albums. Where was this one at? 
this had number, number two. two. It is widely regarded as one of the best or top punk albums of all time. Well, I think the 77 bands always get a lot more love because it's the, the core, right? Right. It's, well, they're the ones that essentially started it, right? Right. You know, I'm trying to remember what the number one was. Uh, I thought you said it was Sex n- Pistols. I thought you said it was Nirvana. Can you say it was supposed Nirvana, to be Nirvana? Nirvana, never mind. No, that was one. It was in the top ten. Oh, okay. But I think that the number one, we had already done the, the Sex Pistols album. Oh, gotcha. When we first started the podcast. Because it was good. Because Yeah, I did kind of my favorite old ones. Um, London's Burning. Let's listen to a little bit of that. Chris, London's Burning, that was an actual album. That was their third album that they released, London's Calling. So the album you're talking about is an iconic album cover, but it's not oh, just a single. Yeah, it's the, the actual album. Doing? It's their third album. You picked their uh, first album, their yes, debut yeah, album. Yeah, the debut album. Which yeah. is the self-titled The Clash. The Joe Strummer Foundation's a nonprofit organization that promotes the development of new music. It was established in memory of Joe Strummer shortly after his death in December of 2002. His window, Lucinda, widow Lucinda, was principal, principal founder, along with their daughters Jazz and Lola, English artist Damian Hurst. It's known as Strummerville until December of 2014. Pretty cool. I want something like that left behind. Fuck, I won't have something cool like that when I die. It'll be like the Chris Luttrell scholarship for fucking disadvantaged youth. The Chris Luttrell park bench that disadvantaged youth go sit on and think about the scholarship. <laughs> think about the scholarship they didn't get. Oh, that's dirty, bro. Oh, fuck. I'm going to start that shit. <laughs> All right, what do you got here? What's this? This is your third track from the album. Oh, my God, dude. I feel so bad now. That's fucking sad. Everything fall apart. Let's go. What am I saying? I'm so bored with the USA. <laughs> yeah, you're, re- you're reading into mine. I know. I like, I'm going ahead. This, I'm, I'm so, so bored, bored with the USA. With the USA. Sixty-six Fender Telecaster. Nice. Came in a three-color sunburst, the white pickguard. Well, Chris, that's my band. Uh, great cover to cover. It's a band that's not from Richmond, Virginia. They were actually from Boston, Massachusetts. But uh, with the growing costs of uh, increasing costs, rather, of uh, living expenses in Boston, these guys relocated to Richmond, oh, Virginia, shit. and so their new home became Richmond, Virginia. Well, it's really fucking expensive to live in Mass. Right? Well, it was for these guys, and these guys moved on. They moved to Richmond. So we did Porch Wine, right? Yes. So this track right here is Porch Wine. The album that we're playing is uh, great cover to cover, and it truly is. I mean, uh, we, we believe that about all the albums that we're picking. But this is a really good album by a really good band. This is the album The Speakeasy. 
Uh, Poor Twine is track number eight. We were debating on playing the track called Utah just because we're here in Utah, but we picked the three best tracks. We hear enough tracks about Utah every day. <laughs> All right, this is Poor Twine, track eight. Chris, that is Poor Twine. Yeah! Cool band, man. Uh, Smoker Fire. Uh, that, this is their third album. Uh, the third album, Speakeasy, came out November 9, 2010. It's almost eight years ago. Right. These guys broke up. Uh, they're, they're not a band anymore. I guess that's uh, the theme of some of those Virginia bands. Say, that, not American television, but... Everybody but that. Avail and Smoker Fire. And the next band coming up for my guilty pleasure is kind of going to be... Like that? Well, that's that's a, a much bigger thing. Yeah, we'll get to that. This is 1968. It's track number three off of Speakeasy. Yeah, 1968. Cool band. Uh, man, I, I like I like Smoker Fire. I've been listening to them. They, they were played on satellite radio back when this was new. And that's how I came across them. This track, Everything Falls Apart, is probably my favorite. Uh, I think it's uh, Joe McMahon, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, he's still doing something. These guys, actually, they released this album. And I think they released other albums, but they were on Fat Records, Chris. Yep. Yep, good. Thanks, you. Thank you. That was, that was good input.
yeah, the singer Joe McMahon. He has a, a band called Joe McMahon and the Dockineers. So he's kind. Of, he has moved on. Uh, he's actually out on tour right now over in Europe. Uh-huh. So today is the 16th. So he was just in Germany. He's been in Germany, Austria, Switzerland so far, and he still has a handful of Germany shows. And Belgium coming up. So go well, they, check out Joe McMahon and the Dockineers. He's uh, he relocated to Germany, huh? Oh, maybe. According to Wikipedia, he relocated to Germany. Nice. Well, as everything falls apart, this is my favorite one, Chris. Jericho. So they used to be they were Jericho RVA, right, from Richmond, Virginia, and then they became Smoker Fire in 2005. Well, I I've liked Smoker Fire and especially this album, Workers Union. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Yep. Cool, man. Well, that uh, that is my great cover to cover album, Smoker Fire, The Speakeasy. Yet again, Richmond, Virginia. Chris, let's do some guilty pleasures. What the fuck did you pick this time? All right, you ready for this? Chris Christopherson was a pilot, a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. He wrote this song. He was a singer-songwriter. He wrote this song. Singer-songwriter, actor, Chris. Right. Well, eventually became an actor. Okay. Um, He wrote this song, and um, he knew it was a great song, so he wanted Johnny Cash to hear it. So he landed a fucking helicopter on Johnny Cash's lawn. Really? <laughs> he fucking walked out and fucking gave this song to Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash did it. And that was like the, um, you know, the, the famous version of this song, which is Sunday Morning Coming Down. But it was Chris Christopherson who, you know, wrote this song. Um, it's a cool song, you know, just about, light, you know, Sunday morning after you're getting all fucked up the night before, right? Right. Uh... So this is a cool song. Uh, you know, this is your this is going along with your guilty pleasures of outlaw. Yes, country. exactly. And, and I mean, Chris Christopherson definitely fits that mold. For fuck's sake, uh, you know, landing that fucking helicopter. But yeah, Chris Christopherson, you maybe know him from uh, being the old man on Blade. Yeah, he was old man on Blade. Right, the, like, he was the on the, the Blade. TV series for one episode anyway of True Detective. These are some things that I've seen him in. Yeah, uh, he does a lot, a lot of voices. Yeah, he's he, he's uh, done well for himself. Yeah, and it took me back to something that I'd lost. He was on an episode of Californication. I watched all David the California right? Yes. So, okay, here's another story. You ready? Right here. Wishing that I lowered that I was stoned. So Johnny Cash was going on Ed Sullivan to sing this song, yes? Yeah. And they came in before the show, and they're like, Johnny, you got to change the lyrics. You can't fucking say, you know, Sunday morning, wishing I was stoned, right? So they're, they're like, so you got to change the lyrics. And Johnny's like, oh, okay. They get out there, and, and not only did he sing the lyric, Dustin, he fucking emphasized that shit. Did he? Yes, on fucking network television. Right? <laughs> that's fucking outlaw country as hell, right? So right. that's this song, maybe this version of it, not the best. Johnny's version was great, but this is where it came from. Just the attitude though that comes with this song. I mean, fucking a helicopter landing in a yard. Fucking talking, singing about getting stoned on national fucking television. How fucking cool is that, right? That is cool. It's a good story. 
Have you heard the Johnny Cash version of this? I have not. Did you see the? the I think it's in the Cash movie that he said that that it, it shows that that the one the Joaquin Phoenix. Wishing to God that I was stoned. He fucking says it with emphasis. So fucking cool, man. Nice. I don't remember that. I, I did see the Joaquin. Phoenix. I don't know Phoenix. if that was in the movie. I don't know. I don't know. Either. So, I give to you a song, an outlaw country song, for sure, yes. Not just because of the content of it, wishing to God that I was stoned, um, on a Sunday of all days, right? Um, The content of it, it's such a nice, quiet song, but the lyrics are fucking racy as shit. Right. Yes? Especially for the time. But just the way that it came to be, and then just what happened with it, it's... Uh, to me, a very exclamation point, if you will, about sure. law country. Dustin, hell yes. Turn that shit off. Slave Pit Incorporated. Absolutely. And so when when someone from Guar dies, leaves, goes, Guar continues on because of Slave Pit, right? Yeah, I was kind of alluding to that earlier where, you know, the bands have kind of given up. You're not giving up, but they're not together. And essentially, there's no original members left of Guar minus there is a guy who's been with them since like the year after they started, but it's a non- Performer, non-instrument performing uh, member. One of the one of the beheaders, probably. He's only I, I can't remember what his name was offhand, but there is still one guy around from 1985, so about the year after they started. But these guys been around. These guys make stuff. Uh, we've talked about Guar before. We did Saddam Gogo. This oh, one yeah. is Let Us Slay off their 11th studio album, which came out August 18th, 2009. It's called Lust in Space. This is track two. It is your destiny on your feet. Slave, obedience to slavery. Don't give them a sword and then not let them use it. Send them to war and then make them lose it. This is a fight. Don't want to defuse it. Death is the answer. Death is the answer. Don't control. Chris, another good episode in the books. As this song starts to wind down, you can find everybody. Twitter, S-O-I-A-N-C. For Sick of It All, New York City. At AMTV. Chris is at SLC Punk Chris. I'm at another Punk SLC. On Instagram, at Sick of It All, NYC. At Old Fashioned underscore Ideas. At AMTV Band. At Oi the Business. At Gore. Chris is at SLC Punk Chris. I'm at another Punk S- or, uh, sorry, SLC Punkcast. And on Facebook, at Sick of It All NY. At Old Fashioned Ideas. At American Television. At Smoker Fire Official. Chris is at SLC Punk Chris, and we are at SLC Punk Cast. Thank you for joining. We appreciate you for listening. Chris, any final thoughts in those last five seconds? Play the fucking outro!